world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed on this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Dobbenmeyer. Seemingly outrageous comments. Always, always, that always caught my ear when I listened to that, that intro. Boy, that intro is 20. God, that's an old intro. I had that made 20-some years ago. Seemingly outrageous comments. That's what, I'm, that's what I want to talk about today. Actually, uh, I got a whole bunch of stuff I want to talk about today, but uh, you have to, you'd have to admit this. Those of you who, who are faithful followers of what we do here, I mean, a variety is something, isn't it? Yesterday, talking about gold and silver valuation. The day before that, talking about tax. We, we cover it all because I believe that the gospel is involved in every stinking area of our lives. And if you don't understand that, I don't care what, what it is that you're dealing with, friends. Truth is involved with it. Truth is involved. Making a deal. If you're buying something. You're re, uh, uh, Sharing a testimony, it's truth. Truth is central to everything. And Jesus said He is the way, the truth, and the life. God said He's the truth. If Jesus is the truth, and there are certain areas that we remove Him from, you're not allowed to talk about truth. Well, that's denial of the gospel. That's why we got ourselves in the mess that we're in. That's what I'm going to talk about a little bit today. Uh, 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 not so much about truth. But, uh, well, I'll just hold on, on there. I want to thank Bob and Tammy. Bob Evans, uh, Sky High had, had a little, not a little, has a floor that was sinking. There was some, evidently some bugs or something that had gotten to it. And you get a, Bob crawled in there last time he was here and went back in that crawl space. A guy, I wouldn't even, can't imagine crawling in that thing. But he did. He crawled back in there and found out what was wrong with it and came back yesterday. He and Tammy, they went in there and jacked the floor up a little bit and put some supports in there. and. That, that floor is solid as can excuse me. <clears throat> solid as can be now. And I thank Bob and Tammy for coming. That, those, those two. I tell Bob he's the smartest guy I've ever been around. Now, wait a minute, next to Mark Trump. And all you guys out there who can do stuff. I can't do anything. And so I'm so grateful when people who can actually do stuff come. You ought to see what's going on in the sky with the pond. The entire landscape has changed. We've had a lot of rain the last couple of days. But the pond is still set up so that no water stays in it. There's more digging and stuff has to be done. But that entire landscape, those of you who are familiar, is sky high. Wow. That's, it's going to be something. It's going to, going to be probably three three more weeks before it gets, it gets it all whipped up and ready to go and all that kind of stuff. And Hey, getting ready, excited for this weekend, going to Kentucky. Bobby Lee's got one going on down there. Bobby, I don't know if you want to come in and say anything about it. Or anybody have any news updates? Because I'm diving into something hard here this morning. Kentucky Salt yeah, Bible Brigade Huddle. How are we doing, Bob? Yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. I'm good, thanks. It's going to be a great weekend. Incredible speakers. Dave Hebner's going to do a show, a screening on a show that evening. 
spiritual warfare with Tom Dunn. You guys got to see what he's doing. And we got, uh, we're short on rooms, but maybe one left. Bobby, have you reserved me one? Bobby, Bobby you went mute. mute. I don't, I don't know if you know you went <laughs> mute. Well, you went mute, Bobby. Did you reserve okay, me yes, one? Yes, I'm here. Who, who misses? I'm back. All right, yeah, register <laughs> online. Donate. Uh, Dave Hebner doing a screening. It's going to be awesome. Let's let's see you there. Bobby, the most important question which you missed is, did, did you book me a room? Do I have to call and do that? No, you're taken care of. All right, cool. That's all. I don't have to be taken care of. I just want to make sure it's it's all booked. Hey, I'm ready, I'm ready to roll here today. Um, we'll get right into it, okay? We'll get right into it. By the way, uh, somebody say uh, – Somebody answer me when I ask this question. How many of you learned something about the financial system yesterday? Amen. Go ahead. Yep. Me. Boom. Me. No. Yep. Yep. And amazing stuff we Amen. don't know. Me. Yep. The, the simple, the simple stuff that we don't know. See what they're doing to us. It, it's, it's crazy. There's a, there's a, uh, what did I say? Rude awakening, great awakening. A lot of crazy things going on. So here, here's, here's the premise that I want to, that I want to jump off. Oh, hang on a minute. Myra, go ahead and pray us in, because I get rolling down that road. I'll never be able to reel myself back in. So pray us in, Yes, Coach. I'll be very happy to do so. It is written, Deuteronomy 4, 1 through 4. Now, therefore, hearken, O Israel, unto statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you, Mm. for to do them that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord of your fathers giveth you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I commanded you. Your eyes have seen that the Lord did because of Baal Peor. For all the men that follow Baal Peor, the Lord, the God, have destroyed them from among you. Be ye that did grieve unto the Lord your God are alive, every one of you this day. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Heidel. We open our, our our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, Myra. By the way, Wisconsin Salt Light Brigade, we need to know how many of you are coming. Get that, get there, get registered for that, that thing as well. And and a lot of, uh, man, there's a, there's a lot going on. I know Bob just got in here. Bob, I just thanked you for you left your pants here, by the way, Bob. You left your pants and your and your shirt. So, Michelle, make sure that you get that. Appreciate all all you did yesterday. Hey, folks, we're in a battle. We're in a uh, um, been pondering this quite a, quite a bit on how to really try to present this. Uh, we are in we are in war. No, we are at war. No, we're in war, but we're not at war. There's a war going on all all around us. The battle is and uh, has been for quite a while, as I said a couple weeks ago, uh, simply a battle over the truth. And the truth 
applies. Look, look at government. Look where we are governmentally because we have not permitted them, not required that they tell us the truth. That the joke that we all have is, oh, they're politicians, they lie. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny that they lied to us. And I don't know if you saw this. I'm sure you did. Fauci resigned. And we know now that uh, Fauci is so deep, 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 deep into lies that we've let him get away with, friends. That uh, I don't know how I don't know how we rein it back in. The entire trust. Think about the tr- trust that you have right now in government. Think of the trust you have in the IRS, or the trust you have in in the National Institute of Health, or the trust that you have in your education, your children's education, or the trust that you have in medicine, or the trust that you have in the FBI, or the trust. Think of any government agency and ask yourself a very simple question: uh, Do I trust them? And if if you don't trust them. Why are we so acquiescing, that means giving over without any pushback, to their demands? Why, how, could this, how could we possibly get to the point where we now know that almost everything Dr. Fauci told us was a lie, concocted? And all the doctors fell in line, all the hospitals fell in line, everybody fell in line. Will there be a consequence for that? Is there a consequence anymore for not telling the truth? Should there be? So here's what got here's got what got me riled up. I made a note to myself this morning as as I was getting ready to roll. I wrote down a couple of things. <clears throat> Do you know this, my friends? That there's a battle between good and evil. Seed of the serpent, seed of the woman. You can call it politics if you. I don't care what you call it. The church, for the most part, is disengaged. Church just votes. Some of them vote, but for the most part, we've been taught that we're supposed to keep our hands out of the out of religion, out of politics. Don't don't bring politics into the church. That, that crazy lie, right? Uh, but here's the reality of it: one side's going to win. Devil's going to win, or Christ is going to win. Now I get it. Uh oh, I heard you. You said, "Well, we know Christ wins in the end." That's not. I'm not talking about the end. I'm talking about right now. Talking about right now, that every day, every battle in your house, in your job, in your business, in every aspect of your life, daily lies will win or truth will win everywhere you go. Amen. And every time you, as a believer in Jesus Christ, permit a lie to go unchallenged, lies win. That's that's how we that's how we got in this mess, right? Because we are the purveyors of truth. Who are, who is? Those of us who carry the name of Christ. That truth resides inside of us. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells inside of us. Have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them on and on throughout the Bible. We can see that we're told to earnestly contend for the faith. By the way, contend is an action verb. Contend, contend. What if they said we wrestle not against flesh and blood? There's wrestling. This guy's on top. That guy's on top. This stuff's critical every day of our lives. And we're told for the most part, uh, coach, don't make waves. And I've, if if I were to open up, you would all, I, and ask you this question. How many of you either didn't like me now or have a family member who doesn't like me? You would all say yes, right? It's not about me. But you know what they don't like about me? 
Well, hang on. No, I'm not going to do that. They don't like the fact that I'm so blunt, that I'm so direct, that I'm so hot my way or the highway, that I'm so in your face. But see, what you don't understand, Christian, what's going on all across the world is that the devil is doing everything he can to muzzle truth. And we found out that now we are only allowed to say certain things. Who determines what's hate speech? Who determines what's thought speech? Who determines whether or not you are allowed? Are you allowed to be anti-Semitic? Are you allowed to be? Are you allowed to be racist? All that stuff they accuse us of. Are you allowed to be? Is it permitted? And who determines that being anti-Semitic is wrong? And who de- determines that being anti-black is wrong? I don't, I'm neither anti-Semitic nor anti-black, but I can tell you if you go to some issues, the first thing they throw in your face is that's racist, that's anti-Semitic, yada, 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 yada. And as soon as we allow them to begin, especially on, on issues of truth, as soon as they begin to be able to control what is proper to say and what isn't proper to say, we've already begun to lose the fight. Boom. That's where we are, earnestly contending for the truth. Is free speech still permitted? Are you really allowed? Are you really allowed? Question, you know. Are you allowed to be a racist? Where's, where, who made the rule that you can't be a racist? Who made that rule? Who made the rule that you can't be a, what, what's that word I'm looking for? A, uh, to- that you can't have toxic masculinity. Who made that rule that that's bad? Toxic masculinity is bad. I don't like listening to that coach. He's too opinionated. Well, who made that bad? Who determined that that is bad? Now, I'm not talking about manners. I'm not talking about being civil. But who, let me ask you something. What cat's holding your tongue? And why? Because if we look across the spectrum, we all know there are things that you can say and things that you can't say. You're not allowed to say that homosex is deviant. You're not allowed to say that even though it is, you're not allowed to say it. So not only are they controlling you through what you're allowed to say, they are controlling what you're allowed to think because as soon as you find yourself thinking it, you shame yourself. I shouldn't be saying it. Would anybody agree? Anybody out there other than me thinks thinks that transgenderism is wicked? Amen, coach. Amen. Amen. Am I allowed to during the during? Am I allowed to go into my church and stand up and say, uh, Pastor, I got a word to say. I think that transgenderism and what they're doing to our children is wicked. Are you allowed to say that in church? How dare you be so bold? How dare you, right? How dare you? You're not allowed to say that. Well, who says I'm not allowed to say that? Well, they did. Who? Who did? Well, those who are promoting transgenderism, they've grabbed your tongue. You can't say it anymore. In fact, you can't even think it. Right? The devil has been so manipulative in his way to be able to get that to us. So what we have going on now is a clash of, uh, we're having a, not a clash of the cultures, we're having a clash of the values. 
Now, what you do in the privacy of your own home, that's between you and the Lord. But if you're having sex with your cat, I want you to know that is wicked. And I want you to know that I have every right as a human being, an American citizen, to stand up and say, sex with cats is wicked. And most of you would agree with me right now till they start having cat-human parades and start introducing it in your schools, and then you begin to accept it. Because why? If you stand up and say anything against it, you're hateful and judgmental, bigoted. If they can control your thoughts and control your lips, they are in control. That's what we're, that's what we're dealing with, folks. We don't have a clash of kingdoms. We, have, we, don't have a clash, we don't have a cultural war. We have a values war. We have a more what what we have a we, we have a morality war. Some things are right and some things are wrong. And the question is who gets to determine it? And more importantly, who is the final arbiter on whether or not you have the right to say something that offends somebody else? Because if you don't have the right to offend somebody else with your speech, you do not have free speech. That's why you used to smack. That's why you used to smack somebody in the mouth when they said something you didn't like. That's why they used to pull their gloves out of the pocket and slap you. You're insulted. You slap. You used to be able to say what you thought without somebody telling you your thought is somehow wrong. And who's the one determining that your thoughts are wrong? How have we allowed it? That's where we are earnestly contending for the faith, and we have to engage evil. We have to engage evil. But we're not. We're told not to. Hey, hey friends, I'm going to have a. I'm going to have a two minute, uh, little two minute exercise here. Just somebody pipe in here and tell me something you believe is evil. Hey, listen, you can hide your face if you're worried about what your neighbors might think when they hear about it. Uh, anybody? Can you tell me something you think is evil? I, I number one. Let me go number one. Let me go. Let me go number one. I think male on male butt sex is evil. There, I said it. Somebody else. Pedophiles. Pedophilia. Sex with children three years old. Evil. Something else. Come on. Sex with animals. Bestiality. Evil. Forced transformations. Pardon me? Go Porsche again. Vaccinations. Forced vaccinations. Evil. Unjust wait. Unjust weights, evil. Stealing money from people. Stealing money from people, evil. Transgenderism. Evil. Teaching it to our children, evil. Why are we not allowed to say that anymore, friends? Because, see, we are losing the cultural war because we will not engage because they've told us what words we're allowed to use. Boom. Do I have a right to be a bigot? Is bigotry against the by the way, Spencer? Bigotry. We've done this before. Pull up bigotry. Pull up bigot from Mr. Webster. Bigot. Sick of it. Bigot. Person who is obstinately and unreasonably wedded to a particular religious creed, opinion, practice, or ritual. So listen, I would say 
that those who are promoting homo sex are bigots. They're bigoted against traditional marriage. They're bigots. But we don't use it that way, do we? No, we're the bigots. We're the bigots when we want to come out against anything that is against the natural way of life, or dare I say it, God's standards. You're a bigot. You're the bigot. You walk into your church and stand up and say, I think, uh, it's, I think it's wicked to have a lesbian pastor, and half the church will boo you down. So I say amen. Somebody say amen. 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 So the thing that you love, the thing that you love about me, and the thing that you hate about me is I'm direct, and I say what I think. And uh, no matter how much Betty Perkins complains, she's not going to control what I say. And no matter how much a pastor complains, he's not going to control what I say. And no matter how much a principal, if I teach in school doesn't like what I, he's not going to control what I say. Do you understand, folks, that the essence that I'm dealing with here is if they you permit them to control what you can and cannot say, they have destroyed truth. Amen. Earnestly contend. Contend, what does that mean? You say this, I'll say that. You say this, I'll say that. You say this, I'll say that. Lying, no longer able to do that. Lying. Lying. Calling out liars. Right? Those things are evil. But the problem is evil is running rampant because of what? They told you that you can't be judgmental. Who are you to judge? Right? That's the mantra of the modern Christian church. How do you contend for the faith if you can't call out your, those that you're contending against? That's why I told, told you that my style is <clears throat> I don't share the gospel. I destroy their argument, then share the gospel. Don't, don't, don't get in a debate with somebody and say what the Bible says. They don't care. They don't care what the Bible says. They have a different set of beliefs. And they are forcing their non-belief on you, telling you if you speak out against it, you're a bigot, you're a homophobe, you're a whatever. You understand this, don't you? They're trying to cancel your culture as they advance theirs. You you do get that, don't you? Because why? Because those two things cannot coexist. Bam. They can't coexist. They can't. Hey, friends. Two men can't get married. I don't. Even, I don't even understand the debate. Two men can't get bar- get married. Can I tell you? Can I say this? <clears throat> Anal sex is. Oh my God, that's putrid. That is so putrid. Hmm? Next time you send your child to kindergarten or first grade, and they have a homosexual teacher, I want you to stop and think before you put your kid in there just what it is that that teacher does. And what would be your reaction if you saw them doing it? But for you to speak up, you're judgmental. We're not to judge. You with me, folks? Picking up. I'm not. I don't want to overkill. I got a lot of you get in there. I got a lot of stuff to show. I got a lot of stuff to show you here. 
we have to engage evil, okay? Engage evil. I want to show you this. Two things before I get, I'm going to bring you all in. Man, I got a, I got a lot. Keep going, keep going. Okay, thank you, man. Somebody, somebody made me aware of a guy who's running for uh, Jaron Jackson, running for state representative in Oklahoma, and he's a, he'd be like me. He just won the primary. They're all upset because he's a straight talking Christian. Straight talking. The Republican Party doesn't know what to do because he's saying things that are true, right? Like butt, butt sex is wicked. He's saying that. Coming out openly and saying it. And they're trying to, the cancel culture is trying to cancel him, right? So I want to play just a real quick. Uh, oh, wait, go to number three first because I want to show you this as I lead into this. Uh, some, they did an article on Jaron Jackson. I'm going, to, I'm going to try to get him on the show. This is the Oklahoma, Oklahoma Senate candidate, Jaron Jackson posts homo. See, there it is. Homophobic, anti-Semitic. Doesn't matter whether it's true. Doesn't matter if what he's saying is true. They're labeling him, telling him, telling you what you are not allowed to speak against. You're not allowed to say anything about homos, and you're not allowed to say anything about Jews. You're not allowed to say anything about them. If you are, you're anti those. No, no, I'm pro-truth. I'm pro-Christ. I'm pro-traditional marriage. I'm not anti any of that stuff. I'm pro this. See how they turn it on us? Do you see what they do? When you stand up for what you believe, you are anti-sin. And they're pro-sin. And so they're mad that you are a, a homophobic, like I'm scared of homos, right? So they did this article. We can put this in the chat on this Jaron Jaren Jackson who's posting, they're doing everything they can to keep this guy from winning. The media is in true. And what does he do? He keeps coming right out, just called it what it is, right? And so I got a little, he made it, he, he does some podcasts sort of like this. Jaron Jackson, we'll get, get him on. Pull up number four. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, number two. Pull up number two, I'm sorry. Pull up number two. And I want you just to listen for five minutes of what this guy says, and you tell me, First of all, he ought to be, if he's not in the huddle, he ought to get in here. He is one of us. Uh, what is that? Is that is that what I pulled up there? Yeah, okay. Good, good. This is Jaron Jackson. It's about five minutes. Talking about what we're talking about here, the right to say what the Bible says. The right to say what the Bible says. It's not homophobic. It's not bigoted. It's not anti-Semitic. It is the right to say what the Bible says. That's called contending for the faith. You with me? But the whole media conglomerate hates him because they're contending for a lie. And they don't want the truth that he's going to speak to be heard. Five minutes. Go ahead and play it. Hang on. Put it at 1.5. Put it at 1.5 speed. Kick him out to, did I tell you that? Put it out to the 14-minute mark. 14-minute mark. I'm sorry. He just didn't do the podcast like me. Go ahead. Oh, boy. Y'all guys, y'all guys need a First Kings 18. That's what we need to be doing. What we need to do is we just need to get in our mind that we got to insult these people. This is where you bring a loving, loving ridicule against people. Because if, if they're not going to, if, if, if people are going to embrace disgusting, destructive, disobedient, disorderly behavior. You, 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 gotta, you gotta speak to that. 
You have to point out the emperor has no clothes on. You have to point out being gay is disgusting. You have, you have to point out that rejecting God's order is destructive. This is where the gospel comes in. For those people that are like, well, I don't really like to talk about Jesus. How about you do so with an insult followed up by a loving proclamation and faithful dis- uh, obedience to what the gospel is? You're not doing it out of hate. You're doing it because these people, if they think that this, well, first of all, they know that this is disgusting. They know it's disgusting. They don't like it. They don't like it. They just think that they have to because they love their sin more than they love Jesus. Which is not to say that they really have a lot of affection for what they like. It means that they hate God so much that they have to be in love with what's so disgusting. How, how, how sad is that? How sad is that that the people who hate God and his order are in love with something that's so disgusting and unnatural and obviously evil that they'd rather choose that than Jesus? Like, that's, that's where my mind goes with this. My mind goes with this that, I mean, these godless commies are so destructive and disorderly and disobedient and damnable that they would rather embrace this evil than the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I think that Christians need to be just direct about it. Hey, all that fornication, and it's all of it. It's, it's not just the homosexuality. It's not just the LGBT codes It's any sexual sin. Paul writes to flee sexual immorality. Flee, run away, about face, forward, march, double time, let's go. That's what you're supposed to do to it. Now, if there's people that are going to be tempted with lust and all sorts of other things, but you flee it. The Bible goes on and says that every sin is outside the body, but sexual sin is inside the body. And if that's your temple, if that's where the Holy Spirit is supposed to reside, then you're, you're destroying his temple. You're destroying the place that he's living by worshiping and fornicating with something else. Uh, we, we, need to, we need to direct fire engage this stuff. This is the type of stuff that you directly engage with the gospel. Ain't no being nice about fornication. We're not going to earn our right to talk about the gospel to people that love butt sex. That, ain't, that is going to happen. They, they just, the woman just told you she doesn't care if it doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. They're, they're not thinking with their minds. They're thinking with their genitals, which is disgusting because it's disgusting. This is why we direct fire engage. You see this. Now, the, the specific call to men. Men, men, where are you? Where's the men? We're going to be talking about the ministry here in forthcoming episodes, forthcoming streams. I believe that men have an incredible opportunity to be strong, to be resilient, to be clear, to be courageous, to be momentous, and to be effective in rebuilding, reshaping, restoring justice, bringing back godly behavior, bringing back truth. I think this is a, I mean, hear me. What's going on is disgusting and it's wrong. It's perverted. It's, it's gross. But you live in a time of increasing opportunity to say simple things to have disproportionate impacts. It is that few and far between. It's so few and far between that just saying basic true things that everybody knows, that everybody knows is not disgusting. Just saying the things, people are going to be like, wow, that guy is so truthful. He's saying the truth. Amen. Okay, Holy stop right there, right? Just stand up and speak the truth because there are people who are out there they know homosex is evil, but they've been trained that you cannot speak against it. And because you can't speak against it, they're teaching it to your kids in schools. Do you see the slippery slope that we're dealing with here? Because men of God in particular will not stand up in their homes, in public, on the job, anywhere, and stand up and say, pardon me, that is wrong. Amen. That's where it starts. And the church has taught us, who are you to judge? We're all sinners. That ain't got anything to do with it. Of course we've all, well, I try not to be a sinner. I've been rescued from sin. That's another false teaching of the church, by the way. If I sin every day in thought, word, and deeds because I wanted to, you don't have to sin. You don't have to sin. You say, well, coach, you get those dirty thoughts. Thought's not a, that's not a sin. You take captive the thought. Acting on the thought is the sin. And so what's the sin? You see some flaming homo. Sorry, just telling the truth. We're calling gay? 
Supposed to call him gay? You see some flaming homo addressing children in the third grade and you don't say anything about it? You don't go to the school board and say, what is this? What is this deviant doing? Boy, well, I'm probably going to get banned. Well, I can't get banned off my own channel. You with me? You picking up what I'm saying? Now, one other thing, I'm going to open it up. I got a video today, just sent to me, video by a guy named Kwayu Times called Behind Enemy Lines. He made it himself. Behind Enemy Lines. Kwaku Kwaku Times. This is his own website. Send it specifically to me today. Say, Coach Dave, listen to this. Just play a little bit of this. But you know that everyone born of a woman is born behind the enemy lines. Every man, woman, child is behind enemy lines as long as we're on this earth. As long as we're breathing, we're behind enemy lines. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. That's why we need Jesus Christ, the general. He's the only one that can win this war. He's the only one that can win these battles for us. He's the only one that can direct us to victory. He's the only one that can give us power so that we can win. He's the only one that can give us understanding and give us wisdom so that we will not be taken out by the devil, by the enemy. Even though we're behind enemy lines, we can have victory. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. It's not a joke. It's not a game. The ancestors are failing you. The spirits are failing you. The drugs are failing you. The sex is failing you. The therapy is failing you. The gangs are failing you. The streets are failing you. The politicians are failing you. The fake Christians are failing you. The Muslims are failing you. The only one who will never fail is Jesus Christ. The Wiccans are failing you. The sage is failing you. The new age is failing you. You're miserable. You want to kill yourself. You don't know why you're here. Jesus can give you purpose. Jesus is the reason why you're here. Jesus will give you hope. He'll give you joy. He'll give you wisdom. You're behind enemy lines and the devil wants to separate you from your creator by any means necessary so that you will self-destruct, so that you will kill yourself, so that you will take as many people with you as possible to hell. You're behind enemy lines, brothers and sisters. It's time to suit up. It's time to mount up. It's time to cowboy up. Give your life to Jesus Christ, the great general, the undefeated general, the one that every spirit bows to, the one that every spirit hates, the one that every God of the universe hates, the one that every God must bow to in the end, the one that every God will fail to. Jesus Christ is the only one that will win every battle, that will win every war, that will destroy every demon, every spirit, every fallen one. Every watcher must bow to Jesus Christ. And if you're with Jesus Christ, you are victorious, even though you're behind enemy lines. The drugs are failing you. They're taking you down. Amen, amen, amen. That's it, isn't it? Isn't that it?
We are, when you got born again, boys and girls, you're behind enemy lines. You are an ambassador, an emissary of Christ that's invaded a Luciferian world. You're behind enemy lines. And they're doing everything they can to take your ammunition away from you. Starting with the freedom of thought and the freedom of speech. All right? Huh? We all know how many times we've asked ourselves in the midst of a meeting, should I say that? Should I say that? Hell yes. Say it. Say it. Let the chips fall where they may. Let men understand again that speaking up causes conflict, and it's okay to engage in conflict because you are behind enemy lines. Come on in, Craig. Yep, you stole you stole the words right out of my mouth, Coach. If they interfere with the thought coming out of your mouth, they've t- stolen your free speech, and that is a form of provocation. And I don't and Craig, understand why we don't do anything. Craig, not only that, they've stopped the advancement of the gospel because the gospel is truth. If you Amen. are not allowed to speak the truth, the gospel doesn't go forward. Boy, this is deeper and more dangerous than you know. That's right. So they silence everybody. That's right. That's right. Homophobe, bigot, right? Oh, I coach Dave. He's anti-Semitic, whatever. I mean, what the hell does that mean? Huh? Oh, he's racist. What? 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 All they had to just throw the word out there. And most of us cower and shrink. And then we spend the rest of our time saying, oh, no, I'm not. No, no, I love, I love the Jews. I, I visited Israel one time. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I have Jewish friends. I'm not, I'm not, I have black friends. I'm not racist. No. On the defensive the whole freaking time. Kevin. Two points. First, did you pick up on the authority? in his voice and what he yes. said. Yes. yes. Point two, they don't need to censor you if they can get you to engage in self-censorship. That's and it, man. Fear. Is a, yes, it's done through peer pressure, and they don't have to do it through the court of law. They do it by steering the court of public opinion. And Amen. then you're afraid to speak up and you won't say a thing. You'll self-censor. Amen. So that's why I think about Jeff now. Every time he goes out and street preaches, whoo. He's behind enemy lines, isn't he? Behind enemy lines. Paul Goslin. Come on in, Paul. Then Paul Webb. One of the most evil things that, that irks me every day is when you get these homosexual couples, lesbian couples, they get to adopt children. Right. What's wrong with us, Paul? You know, the other thing with physicians who are still alive they're not, anti, they're not outwardly anti-vax, so they wouldn't have a license. I mean, I'm lucky. Maybe the only one left in Maine because everybody else seems to have gone by the wayside. They're still vocal, but they don't see anybody. They can't see patients. This is a horrible thing. That's an anti-vax, whatever's dogma, coach. You are absolutely right. If you can't say it, you have to. You have to engage anybody that says anything that's dogma, anti-vax, anti-homosexual. I, I love you, coach, brother. Let, let them call you whatever you are. Our job, we are behind enemy lines, and our job is to speak the truth, folks, regardless of the consequences. They say, well, Coach Coach Dave, um, uh, it's not that I disagree with what you say, Coach. It's 
just the way you say it. Couldn't you do it with a little bit more love? Paul Webb. Hey, Coach. I'm glad you showed that. Uh, Jaron Jackson, you know, he had the support of uh, Carrie Lake in Arizona, from Arizona. Uh-huh. But when she heard, I guess, someone told her about some statement he made and said it was anti-Semitic. And I'm like, you know, first of all, look up that word, what it means. <laughs> yep. It doesn't mean what they think it means. But, um you know, hey, Paul, let, me so ask, Paul, let, let me ask you a question real quick. Is yeah. saying that Jews run the financial system, is that anti-Semitic? But really, it's not Jews. It's the Jews that say they're Jews, but they're not really Jews. Yeah, yeah but it doesn't matter. Is that is that the truth or is that anti-Semitic? See, no, it's not, that's, it's not, it's not anti-Semitic. No, it's not anti-Semitic at all. Right. It's not anti-Semitic at all. But the, th- the thing is, though... <laughs> Um, but it's not so much what uh, you can say, it's what you can't say, and you tell that's right. what you can't that's say right. determines what you're, whether you're free or not, and that's what's going on right now. It's hey, put Paul, you, hey, put Paul, you on the defensive. I hate rap music. Does that make me racist? I hate rap music. It ain't music. It's poetry put to a beat. I hate rap music. Am I L- racist? Lyrical, lyrical pornography. Cool. So, Paul, let me ask you something. If a black guy likes Rap music, is he racist? Uh, well, he's, in many ways, he's, he's basically promoting the, the, uh, the destruction of the black community. That's right. It's programming. You know, it's all programming. But you, but you know what's funny? I'm talking about that, um, <clears throat> several years ago, I was watching Alex Jones' program, and, and he had on, I think, I forget who it was, it was somebody from a rock, rock band, several, about, Ten years ago, there was a meeting of all these musicians. Summer Redstone, the guy that owned Viacom at the time, he's dead now, um, told them that they were going to use rap music as the face of the industry. So that's why you started seeing all these rap musicians yep. with country artists, rock music, rap musicians yep. with, with um, rock and roll singers, because what they were doing is they were putting mm-hmm. rap out there as the... So Paul, hey Paul, focus rap, as as rap, led to rap, the destruction of of the of the whole nation. As a, if, as if, Paul, hey Paul, if I if I say rap music destroyed the morality of young black men, is that racist, Paul? Or no, is that the truth? It's not not racist at truth. all. That's the truth. Not isn't at it? all. Not at all. And by the way, it was done purposely, probably by some white guys. Probably, yeah. Rap music was probably created and promoted by white guys, and. uh the blacks, the blacks, they don't, they don't get the game. Jonathan, come on in. Rochelle, yeah. next. I want to just, uh, what God has been showing me a lot lately is the declarative power of the words that we mm. utter from a heart that is righteous and pure, that invisibly <clears throat> we are moving things around. We just don't know it. So as you, as you've said, the wicked, are trying to cut off our tongue. But listen to this, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 30. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not inhabit the earth. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut out. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth 
of the wicked. What point is that we're in a war of words? We're in a war of words. Satan knows that when Jesus was on the earth, right? He used words to change everything. The earth was created by words. Words are everything. So what are they doing? They're trying to take our tongue out. But what's going to happen in the end? Their tongue is going to be taken out. So what we have to understand is when we declare, like on my Facebook, I put scripture. I do that for the machines, the, the, the algorithm, the, the way they research. When they, have, when they see scripture, right, AI sees scripture, what are they going to do with it? It goes into the pot. We need to just declare the truth. And, Amen. And, and, and that's it. And, and we don't realize what we're actually doing is we're, we're shedding light on the darkness just by Amen. declaring the truth. So Amen. So, Spencer, Spencer, I just sent you an email. Pull it up. It came to me from Rochelle, actually, just texted me. I think it was you, Rochelle. Who was it? Yeah. Yeah. Throw that up there. Look at this sign. Look at this sign. Start your journey. It's two men with arms around each other, a little baby. Florida's first all-inclusive adoption agency. All-inclusive. It's another one of those words. Another one of those words. See, hey, look. Hey, folks. A man having sex with a man ain't all-inclusive. Sorry. It ain't all-inclusive. Go ahead, Michelle. Yeah, thanks, Coach. Hi, team. Yeah, I passed that sign um, on the way to my customer's house every day, and I, I had to take a picture of it and send it to you, Coach, because it's an abomination to me. Uh-huh. Um, no, I want to speak out against that. You're a homophobe. Amen. You know. Amen. Yeah. I am not afraid of those people. I'm just disgusted by them. Um, and I heard you bring up Fauci in the beginning, and let me just jump back there because I, I heard he was retiring in December. Um, but just so you know, until then, he's going to be doing gain-of-function research on the Spanish flu. Yeah, it's true. You can look it up. And then when you're talking about the truth, I think something happened here in Florida. People came out to their school boards. They are speaking truth. And we had an election here. And in Sarasota County, very liberal county, they flipped their school board from a 3-2 liberal to a 4-1 conservative. It's, this happened all over Florida. And I, um, I don't know if you had the chance to see this, Coach, but the Babylon Bee did a really good, well, I would have done better, but they tried to explain Christian nationalism and, you know, how they are satire. And it's, it's really funny. The Christian Bee explains Christian nationalism. Really, really I will. Okay. Thanks, Rochelle. Jack, then, then Craig. Jack, Jack can yeah, go ahead. I can't find I can't find phobia in Webster's dictionary. How come? Because uh, it's made up, probably. Yeah, it's a new disease, and if you take up any of their labels, they will use them against you. Phobia is an unrealistic fear, an unnatural fear. I don't fear, uh-huh. it. and if you take that on. You're gonna wear it, and they're gonna they're gonna tack it to you. Just keep going back. I'm not afraid of them. I'm not afraid I'm not of you. My I'm friend, afraid of Jared, Jared, they're, they they attacked him in Boston, and he said, yeah. "I'm not afraid of you." Well, you hate us. He said, "Come over here. I'm gonna hug every one of you." He didn't get any takers. Hey, by the, by the way, let me ask you something. Oh boy, are you allowed to hate stuff? 
I think you are, aren't you? I think you are. Can I tell you the truth? I think I hate Fauci. I think I do. <laughs> I, know, I know I don't love him. I know I don't love him. So what am I indifferent from him? I, I think I hate him. I, I don't know wish, I hate him. I don't wish him ill. But I, I think it's okay to hate. Folks, sorry. Bible says there's a time for love, a time for hate. You're, ah, come on, Christians. Hate is a good thing. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Craig. Yes, somebody. It might have been a rhetorical question, but you asked somebody what's the matter with us. As a nation, I just see it as we love our prosperity more than we love our posterity. And we let them listen, get by with it. Our comfort listen, is becoming that, a no, problem. Ultimately, Craig, uh, most people, when they make decisions, they don't make it for their posterity. They make it for themselves, sadly. Amen. And how do I know that? Because I knew that I knew that when I went through my battle with the American Civil Liberties Union back in 1997, Michelle would tell you this: the number of times we were in a in a dark room, uh, lamenting, and my wife saying to me, "Honey, when she'd pull up an article, Dobbin Meyer does something, headlines of the paper, something praying with kids, whatever it was," and she said, "Don't you understand? That's your children's name. They got to go to school tomorrow." All their classmates are going to read that, and our kids have to go to school tomorrow. And so I had to make a decision. Was my fealty, my loyalty, was it to the Lord or to my children? Amen. That's what separates us, Coach. Yep. Yep. Dale. Amen, Coach. You know, it's the same thing as what David used the sword, right? The word of the Lord. Our words are life and death. When I, you know, just destroying their argument, when they call me racist, homophobic, I look at them and immediately go, oh, so you're judging me. You're a racist, homophobic. Now you're the The only difference. Anti-Christian. They're everything. You call them out and you they're judging the difference between your judging and their judging. You're judging on the higher ground, the higher morals. I don't even got to bring in the scripture judging on a more higher ground. But when they begin to hurl names at you, you can turn right around and use their sword against them. Oh, so you're judging me, right? That's destroying their argument. Anti, you can't be anti-Semitic, but you can be anti-Christian. You're allowed to be anti-Christian. The things they say about Christians and get away with is phenomenal. Why? Turn the other cheek, brother. Just turn the other cheek. You don't understand the advancement of the gospel of the kingdom if you say that. You don't understand it. You're you're a soldier. You're behind enemy lines. You have the opportunity to make an unbelievable difference because you snuck in behind enemy lines. Angie. Good morning. Yeah, when you're going about talking about, you know, are we allowed to hate? We are to hate the things that God hates. We are to hate sin. And that is that is biblical and it is scriptural. And that is part of the First Amendment right. And when they were asking, one of the guys asked what, you know, a phobia is. Phobias 
our fears, but phobia is a newer term that has erupted out of the corruption of psychiatry and psychology medicine. And so when you look at the history mm. of that, they're, they're trying to give scientific terms to natural things that happen. Um, and it, it, it's a, it is a warfare of the mind, that is for sure. But yeah, we are to hate the things that God hates. By the way, friends, psycho- thank you, Angie. Psychology is voodoo science. Right, Paul? It's voodoo science. Psychology, psychiatry, voodoo science, made up science, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. The dumbest of the dumb make half a million dollars a year telling you what's wrong with you. And they're back home diddling with little kids and beating their wives and kicking the dog. I'll tell you, I find people who are in that field are people who have those kinds of emotional problems themselves. We've always said nursing, the people who are drawn to that field are the ones who have had those kinds of mental and behavioral health issues in their past. Amen. (laughs) Well, only one of these worldviews is going to win, baby. Only one of them. huh? We're behind enemy lines. Jeff, come on in. Coach, a couple (laughs) weeks ago when the superintendent stopped into my office, we had about a 45-minute meeting. But one of the statements in the middle he made to me said, Jeff, I got to say something to you. I said, what's that? He said, when you come into them school board meetings, he said, they just feel like that you're attacking them. I said, I am. I said, when you bring truth, they feel like it's an attack. And he just looked at me. He dropped that one. He's like, oh, my. Amen. You're contending for the truth. Again, that's why a lot of people don't like watching my show. Oh, he's too harsh. He's too self-confident, whatever, whatever words they use, right? I am confident. I'm not self-confident. I'm truth-confident. I know what the truth is. See, they want me to believe their lie. I don't do that. They're, they're, they're adamant in forcing me to accept their lie. They want me to call Bruce Jenner Caitlin. I ain't going to do it. I ever, ever going to do that, right? I'm not going to do it. Myra, then Paul. No, Myra, then Jeremy. Sorry, Myra, then Jeremy. Go. Coach, um, I just want to remind folks that we had a great prayer yesterday with the Christian Revolution. Ohio Bread is making it to every state. And um, I wanted to read in regard to hate. Proverbs 8, 33 to 36. Hear the instruction and be wise and refuse it at it not. Blessed is the man that heareth, watching daily at my gates, watching at the posts of my doors. For those findeth me find life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But that, but he that sinneth against me, runneth his own soul, and all they that hate me, love death. Amen. All those those who hate me love death. Michelle, you're on the air. You're on the air. Somebody just text me. They want to know how you could love me. (laughs) What's not to love? Huh? Everything. You like your men masculine, do you, honey? Yep. I like my. He's a truth teller. I lo- guys, he's a really wonderful person. I love my women. He tells the truth. I love my women feminine. Thanks, sweetie. All right. All right. Jeremy, come on in. 
Hey, Coach, uh, hating what God hates, it's Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. These six, six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift to running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, Fauci, oh. and one who sows discord among the brethren. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Listen, folks, boy, you could spend a month on that, right? Huh? Tongues that, read that again, tongues that do what there, uh, Jeremy? A lying tongue. tongue. A lying tongue. Those pastors, are standing in the pulpit. Those pastors who stood in the pulpit and told you yep. to take a shot. Hey, folks, it's where the rubber meets the road, isn't it? Say, what, well, Coach? Ah, he's saved. It's under the blood, Coach. Once saved, always saved. Really? So you mean to tell me that those those pastors who got in their pulpits with lying tongues and told the people to do something that was directly against the gospel of Jesus Christ, you mean to tell me there ain't no accountability on that one? They better hope, once saved, always saved. They better hope. Because I'm telling you something. When leadership falls into betrayal, they call that treason. That is treason. And the churches, I'm sorry, the churches are full of treasonous men who've done the bidding of Satan in the last two years. So I see it. Annette, come on in. Good morning. Coach, make believers know this scripture very well. Judge not. And the second part of that says, that E be not judged. Meaning what? Meaning that they won't speak out because according to scripture, they're not doing what it says. That's right. So look, folks, we are not judges. We are witnesses. Do you understand that? If I say homosexuality is wrong, I'm not judging the homosexual. I'm witnessing to the truth. I'm not judging them. I know that's not what you're saying. Amen. Uh, right? We got some, they got they got us again, didn't they? They got us again. Kevin, go ahead. Then Reggie. All right, coach. So this is like that famous Norman Rockwell painting called The Town Hall where you have the one man standing up in the middle of town hall, okay? And if, if you've ever seen the painting, you have two things going on there. One, you've got the man who has finally had the courage to stand up and say something. Second, all the people around him are starting to get the courage because you know what? They got something to say too. And finally, somebody stood up and now they're going to agree. In the end, you end up finding out that about three quarters of the people in there agree with this guy and that they're the majority. And brother, that is when the dam breaks. And that's, that's it, they man. Under control, yes. Now, here's the effect. Exactly what Rochelle was talking about. They spoke up. Everybody realized, hey, wait a minute. We're the majority. We all feel this way. And you vote the bums out of there. And the next Amen. thing, you know, they've got the people they want in. They, they, they've got to keep that dam from breaking. Let's crack that dam. <clears throat> huh? let's, let's frack it. Frack that dam. Go ahead, Reggie. I was just kind of laughing about the conversation with the three men and Abraham when, you know, they were talking and Sarah came and made them food. And 
than <laughs> the Lord said to Abraham what he was about to do to Sodom and Gomorrah. So why didn't Abraham argue with him and call him, you know, a bigot <laughs> or, or or hateful or no, he actually pleaded. He's like, why are you going to hurt the, the, the innocent with it? They knew the difference is very clear. See what I'm saying? Yeah, well, like, yeah, well, yeah. And so here's he the truth. Say, right? Lord, you're, you're a bigot. You're, you're wrong. This is, this is hateful. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so if a homosexual wants to be a homosexual, that's between him and the Lord. If he wants to teach it to my children, that's between me and him. And so we haven't personalized it, folks. We haven't personalized it. He has no right to teach my grandson about Amen. But nobody has the right to teach my grandson about Amen. Medicine. Right? They'll just call us names, try to shut us up, do the best they can. Rich, quickly. I can wait till after the show. All right. Uh, Paul Webb, <clears throat> fingers still up, hands still yeah, up, I- right? Yeah, I just wanted to say, yeah, I just wanted to say that basically what they're doing is they're projecting their fear, their feelings upon you. So when they say homophobe, they're really the homophobes. That's why they're scared into submission to the to that organization. The same thing with racist. Right. When they say you're a racist, they actually are the racist. So Amen, Paul. <clears throat> so they have to codify into law their bigotry. Not yours. You're not allowed to be bigoted. You're not allowed to be judgmental. In fact, they're going to make a law against you, Christian bigot. Christians aren't allowed to say anything against this sin over here. That's contending for the faith. That's the battle that we're all fighting every day. God bless you. Hey, Clay Clark's going to join us tomorrow. Really going to join us tomorrow's second half of the show. See you then.